Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And we've had to blow the dust off this here podcast recorder. I don't know what. It's been so long. It has been a long time, Andy. I know. But we're back. We're back. We're back. It's not like we've stopped talking. We've still been talking. (laughs) We just haven't recorded it. (laughs) All right. What are we talking about? What are we doing? Well, we're going to talk today about self-confidence. Okay. Which I think sounds like one of those things which... It doesn't sound very Christian, does it? It doesn't does really, because it? it has the word self in it. Mm-hmm. But then we're supposed to be confident. Uh-huh. So All how right. does that work? So we're talking about like a inner strength and inner assuredness. Yeah. What, what else do you reckon? Like a. Well, I think you need a level of self-confidence in normal life would work out with just little things, wouldn't it? Like if I'm in a shop and I can't find what I need, that I'm happy just to go and ask someone. Actually, that's a very good point that we can ask for help. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, I don't really just mean in a shop. I mean, just in general that we've got a com- I suppose confidence means that we are able to even ask for help. Yeah. You don't think of self-confidence like that. You think more of self-confidence as, well, I will show you. And yeah. And also I think it outworks. I think it's easier to define when you think about how it outworks in your life. So things like asking for help or being able to share your opinion. Yeah. So in a conversation, I've, I'm happy to say what I think about something. If you ask me a question, I'm not wondering what is the right way to respond to you that will make you happy. I'm just happy to say what I think. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. So I guess it got, I guess if you've got self-confidence and you've, you're pushing back on a little bit of fear, really, aren't you? There's something yeah. strong and secure and um, self-assured inside. I, I think we need self-confidence for meeting people, meeting new people. I mean, it amazes me the people who come to our centres and they often people come on their own and very quickly meet new friends. But I just think, wow, that takes a lot of confidence. Courage. Yeah, courage. That's a good word. So self-confidence is courage. Yeah. So do you think that God wants us to have self-confidence in ourselves? And I, I mean, it's obvious that he doesn't. He doesn't want us to have courage in ourselves. He wants us to find it in him. But that does seem a little sort of like... La la up in the Christian. <laughs> I think it's both. To me, yeah. it's both. Like mm-hmm. you can be self-confident in and have that security in yourself and that ability to be free and to speak and to do, try new things, meet new people, etc. But then that can be a kind of arrogant, not so helpful thing. There must be somewhere in the middle because what I can't bear are I was going to say I can't bear those people, but it's not that I can't bear the people, but I can't bear that thing where people say, well, it's not me, it's all God. Right. Which I I do get, I do get like, you know, anything of when you're praying with somebody or you do something like it's God's gifting in you, but we are still human beings, aren't we? So we don't want to become like, well, I only have confidence in him. Because he want, we do have confidence in him, but he wants to, I guess, he, up from my thinking, he wants to put that confidence into us so we can be confident in who he made us. Do you think? Definitely. I mean, I think if you, if you go back to the Garden of Eden, I can't imagine that after God had made Adam and Eve and he said to them, go forth and multiply, be fruitful. It's not like they're looking over their shoulder thinking, are you, are you sure? Yeah, exactly. Is, like, is that okay for me to go yeah. over here? You mm-hmm. know, they would have absolutely had confidence to start living. Mm. And God would have delighted in that because yeah. he gave us a free will. So he's like, yeah, go for it, you know. 
be fruitful and multiply and enjoy what I've given you. And there wasn't any doubt or second guessing or hesitancy. And oh, I've got to pray about that too. You know, I've got to pray about it. I've got to pray, you know, do I go here? Do I, I mean, there is, obviously there is that rightful, we want to be rooted in him and we want to be praying about all the things in our lives. But I do think it goes too far when we lose our personhood and we've got to pray before we choose a toothpaste. Yeah. So there must be a self-confidence that's right that comes from being in him. So I wonder whether a helpful thing to do would be to talk about for just for a short little while about what does it look like to not have Mm self-confidence? Because maybe that helps us to work out what good self-confidence is. So I think if we think about what we've just been talking about, it's like I am second-guessing everything. Mm. Like I'm not able to make decisions unless I've checked with, you know, a dozen different people and they've all approved it. And then, then I'm, then I'm, then I'm confident, but I'm not really, I'm not really confident. I'm just leaning on the fact that they. It's all that doubt, isn't it? Like that second guessing, like an overthinking, you know, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I really doing the right thing? Like, and that's where the enemy, I think the enemy really comes in and plays games with us because he whispers. I mean, I was, I was telling our flagship that have just finished this the other day, but the other day, you know, you can pray about something and then, and then you get battered with this, but did you pray the right way? Did you, did you pray enough? Did you pray you know, what if you didn't quite pray it right? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it just becomes this sort of, like, exactly like we're saying, really, you lose any sense of confidence of, I'm just a kid coming to my father and I'm really don't know what to do. Please, will you help me? Um, and we lose that, which is the position we're meant to be in. And we think it's all about whether we're doing it right. Yeah. We, mm. But the other end of this spectrum is when we we just always think we're right. Yeah. So then we haven't got our self-confidence. Well, we have got a self-confidence problem, but it's because we've got too much. Too much. (laughs) Way too much. Like, I don't care what anyone else thinks and I'm just going to do my, because I'm always right. Mm -hmm. That's the danger of overly the other end of the spectrum. So do you think that comes from both ends of the spectrum? Do you think that they come from our childhood? It'd be quite interesting to have a little think, wouldn't it? Like if you've got no confidence or is it just through the buffers of life that you've lost confidence? You've lost, um, you know, it's sort of been eroded or it was never put in in the first place. You were never taught how to just make a choice and make a decision and go with it. Do you think it, yeah, that's one never, end of the spectrum? I mean, you need, as a kid, you need things like affirmation, don't you? Mm. Well done. That was great. And and maybe just simple things like grace. We just need grace. Like when we mess up and we make a mistake, we get something wrong. Mm. You know, we're not battered for it. And well, that's ridiculous and you're stupid. And because that would erode confidence, wouldn't it? Yeah, would well, yeah, yeah. And then the other end of the spectrum, which is what I was thinking of really, is those kids where you're just told you're the bee's knees. Oh, do you know, like it's yeah. a bit like, um, was it when Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent and yeah. you just see these kids set up to oh, sing a song. It's just pain. It's entertaining, but it's painful for well, them. You feel sorry for them though, don't you? you After kind of, a while you do. Yeah. You, do you, just sort of, <laughs> you just sort of watch them and you think. Someone should have told you. Why didn't your mum tell you? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. someone should have told it's okay, you. okay, Johnny, you can be a superstar. Yeah. Do you remember bursting um, our Ben's bubble because he thought he was going to play for Man United? Yeah. We were like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. 
<laughs> Maybe he I still be. think he thinks he, sh- he could have done if we just, be- but that's the American way, isn't it? Because our kids grew up in America and it's very like, you know, you just decide what you want to be and you go for it. And the, the truth is, is a lot of these people who are famous, they, that is, that has been their journey. They, yep. you know, so. It, Set your mind to something, you go for it. Yeah. But there is a problem with idolizing your kids or making them think that that can pump up pride, I suppose, is where yeah, I was that's going where that with arrogance that. comes in, I suppose. Mm. But also being on that end of the spectrum where it's, I, I, I'm super, super self-confident, it can be that we're trying to, we're actually trying to meet a need of an insecurity where I'm trying to prove. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm going to show you that I'm confident. And this is again, a lot of how corporate world works is that you don't ever show fate, you know, weakness or failure you don't admit to anything like that. you're always confident strong handshake look them in the eyes never say sorry never say sorry never admit anything you know well that can be deeply rooted in insecurity actually mm. so that's not just because it looks that way on the outside doesn't mean it's yeah what's that thing about um they talk about imposter syndrome don't they where you're yeah. you're having to fake it really and inside right. you feel like you are doing something that you just aren't you aren't capable really of doing and that they're, they're going to find out that you're an imposter. Yeah. I felt like that when we, I felt like that when I, when we first had Jake, I thought for sure someone As was- As a mum, yeah. you're an imposter, yeah. imposter mum, <laughs> even though you'd given birth to him. <laughs> I just thought that somebody responsible was going to come along and go, yeah, no. Actually, I quite would have liked someone to have come along and just- <laughs> Changed a few nappies and helped. <laughs> That is true. All right. So what's God's heart in all this then? Because there must be, like you said at the beginning, I think you said, unless I imagined it, there is this kind of sweet spot that God wants us to find. Because if you think about it- I don't think I did say that, but that is, but you can say it. Okay. Because if if you look on, you know, if you Google how to improve self-confidence, right, and then you go to some website or whatever, it'll tell you things like, because I was looking this up the other day. Oh, were you yeah. trying to have a boost of your I confidence, was. love? I need help. Aww. So I, I read this thing and it was, it was you know, visualise what you want to achieve and then, <laughs> just, and then just visualise it. Well, you wouldn't be very good at that. No, I know. I'll just You'd get, get distracted. distracted by the, the, the detail. I would. <laughs> and then, or just tell yourself you're going to be, you're going to get this promotion or you're going to make that happen and you're going to, it's all this, there's, there's techniques, if you know what I mean, like they're techniques, but it feels like it's, it's trying to from the outside in. It's like man made. Man made. Nobody likes man made. Everyone it's like likes mind over real. matter. Let's just if I mm. if I say it enough times, it will be true. So let's just keep saying it. But I think when God does a work in us, and this is really I really think this is important. When God works, he works from the inside out, mm-hmm. not the outside in. And and when you look at the world's way of fixing things. On the whole, it's from the outside in. Mm. Just tell yourself this enough times and it will sink in. Which is great, apart from it's exhausting. I mean, it must work to an extent. It probably does work for a while that you just have to, it's all down to me, you know, that inner strength that we can develop. I mean, lots of people have developed that inner strength, that inner, yeah. inner. you know, I can do this. I've got to, even people who've 
had a lot of false responsibility put on them as children or they've had a lot of burdens put on them. They've, you know, you had to learn to be strong yourself. You've had to learn to be confident in yourself because there was nobody around of nurture or or care to be a covering for you, you know, to help you, like we were saying, just to come alongside and help. So you've had to learn this inner, inner self-confidence, this inner strength, but that is, that is exhausting and frightening and worrying. Well, it can fall apart quickly, can't it? Well, if it's all just down to me, then I mean, that's, and, and, and then what do you do then? Do you think you're keeping, do we end up thinking that we're keeping God up? <laughs> we're, we're keeping him in his place somehow. We, I mean, it all gets distorted in our head. It's all down to me. It's down to me. It's down to me. That is exhausting. But this is, I think, where this, um, I think this is where we find the sweet spot is that we have to recognise as God's kids, we have to recognise that, yes, he wants us to be confident. He doesn't want us asking him, you know, should I have toast for breakfast or cereal for breakfast? He he doesn't want us to, he wants us to be confident in life as a human being, but it's built on a foundation of confidence in him first. And then on top of that confidence in him becomes our own confidence in ourself. But because it's on top of a confidence in him. Oh, I'm following so. you. I'm oh, following you. Oh, good. Um, then it's then it's more secure. Yeah. Because and what and so what is that deeper confidence in him? Because we have scriptures like Jeremiah seventeen seven, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Is that the scripture that talks about roots going yeah. deep? Is that which one was that? Is that Psalm one? Jeremiah oh, seventeen. Okay. But Psalm one talks about that, doesn't it? About your roots. Yep. The tree that's got its roots yep. deep. I think it's about, I think God wants us to have freedom. I feel really passionate about freedom lately. Mm. I feel like that is like my word, freedom. Like that we can Good be word. free to be who he made us to be, not in the way that sometimes the world's talking about it, but free as his creation, free with our voice, free with our, you know, obviously there's, there's rightful ways that we, godly ways that we express our voice and there's there's the um fruits of the holy spirit and all of that so it's not just freedom like well i'll just tell you exactly what i think but there's a freedom um which which to me is that confidence that that confidence but like you're saying it comes from knowing who we belong to who we are yeah which is his children but then that freedom includes freedom to make mistakes and mm-hmm. to not get it right and mm-hmm. to just have a go and see how things work out. Like you were saying about this flagship, for those who don't know what that is, it's a nine-week program that we have and we just finished running it at the Grange. Totally brilliant. We had 30 people from 14 different nations. God really moved powerfully. But part of the program in the towards the end of it is about them ministering to each other. So now all of a sudden they're in the hot seat and it's a pretty scary if you've not done prayer ministry before, it's a pretty scary moment. Like, well, what if I don't do it right? Like you were saying, if I don't pray the prayer right and I don't do this. But there's something about having freedom to just say, just be you and trust God and allow him to move. And and there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom. God wants us to know freedom in everything in life, actually. Because he wants us to know that we're loved and right. that we're secure. And if, we, if we're going to have this godly self-confidence, then, then it, comes from, it comes from these deep, deep roots of knowing. We often talk about the truest thing, which I found out is an actual word. 
Truest. Truest is oh, an actual that was a word. Made up word. That's I good. did no, but it's a but it is apparently. So the truest thing about us is what? <laughs> oh, I thought it was a big build-up moment. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, it's an important. I think it's an important question. What is the truest thing about us? Like, is it the things we've achieved, which then give us confidence to do more? Can't be that, can it? Because the things we've achieved might change, or you know, the truest thing has got to be that we're loved, that we're his children. That exactly. Yeah. That he's his love is beyond everything. I've got a scripture actually. Hang on a minute. Oh, oh yep. Feel free to make a cup of tea while Kath finds the, uh, the scripture. <laughs> Uh, right. It is in Psalm 103. But his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass. The wildflowers we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His love extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. So I suppose you could think that's a bit like, oh, great. We're just like grass and we're here and gone. But I think that's a great, like in a way, that's a great reminder to know where our confidence needs to be and not in ourselves that are just temporary but in him it but it says but the love of the lord remains forever with those who fear him mm. so his love remains with us his love to us with an everlasting love an unfailing love i mean they're the things that's what is the truest thing isn't it it really is and the more we experience that like the more the more that god's able to dig into our heart the reality and truth of that actually one of the fruits will be improvement of our confidence in ourselves because we know who we are in him it's the one built on the other and it is like the whole thing with a child it must be like the thing with a child in a family where there are there is love and security and acceptance and right discipline and all those kind of things but affirmation and grace when there's mistakes all those things we were talking about that then enable us to grow well because you think of a kid like when i was a kid i remember I remember I had these shoes that were, um, they weren't tap dancing shoes, Andy, but they were, um, they were gold and they had like, if you have, I don't know if they still do this, but when I was a kid, if you had like staples or like, um, nails in your heel and then our front doorstep was tiled. And so I used to tap dance on the front doorstep. This is very exciting to hear And it, the best was when like the postman came or the neighbours came past because you then I had a like little, a little audience. I bet they loved it. I think they did. When postman and, Pat came to your door, he must have been over the moon. Yeah. And I can remember lots of times just standing on the stool and singing. In fact, I can remember at the dining room table singing. But do you know, like you just, as a child, you just think... The world's your audience, yeah. Why wouldn't they love it? Yeah, exactly. I bet you were a bit of an actor when you were. You should do it tomorrow when the postman comes. (laughs) Is you should get. I'll put some nails in your shoes in the heel. I just need my confidence back. I feel like you're giving me it, Andy. I could do it, couldn't I? Go for it. I could do it. You should go on Britain's. And I bet I'd get an audience. Go on, Britain's Got Talent. (laughs) I bet I'd get an audience. (laughs) (laughs) I might. I might get taken away in a in a white car. (laughs) 
<laughs> van. Yeah. Oh, no, but I guess something gets lost, doesn't it? And, right. and that's a little bit of my heart is I do feel like we should maybe just help people who give some people some tips on if our confidence has got knocked because people have got really buffered through life. Yeah. Like, why do we lose our confidence? Where's it get? Where's it go? Well, yeah, I think it's really important what you're saying because it is something that I think, in a sense, it does need the Lord's healing. Yeah, I, I agree. It's something that was there, or maybe it was only momentarily there, but it's definitely been bruised and battered through negativity, mocking, you know, lack <laughs> yeah. of grace. I thought you were going to say about my tap mocking not, my tap I'm not going anywhere near it. I'm, I'm no. going to put in an application for you. Are you? You could be on telly. <laughs> With your shoes. Um, because the fruit of that then is that you doubt yourself. Yeah. And you doubt and you and you second guess everything and then you stop trying and you stop putting yourself forward. And then and then we end up with a with a body, this body of Jesus, that whole massive parts of it aren't operating. I, that is sad, isn't it? Like, and if you think of it in that way, like we don't think of it as ourselves like that. We just think, oh yeah, but I, I'm not enough. But I, but actually you meet people all the time and you think, wow, if you just, what a strategy of the enemy to hide you and to whisper all this junk into you and cause all these different situations in your life that would make you pull back and hide. And really it's so clear that it's because you've got gifting and you've got you've got a place and a voice and you should be in this family and that is everybody yeah like that is exactly everybody mm. and it's so annoying isn't it that somehow we've bought into this lie that unless you're a preacher or a teacher or a prophet or a something that sounds important that that you're not you haven't really got a part to play it's such utter garbage yeah everybody has got gifting and everybody's got a part to play in this in this family business of the Lord's what he's invited us to be a part of. But we do need a level of confidence to be able to step out. Like when Jesus called the 72 and he said, right, guys, off you go. I'm taking a day off. You go and do ministry like I've been showing you. They went, I mean, he gave them power and authority just like he does for us, but they had to go. They weren't like, oh, shall we, shan't we? I'm not sure about this. They went and they went for it and they started praying and they came back rejoicing, right? Like, wow, people are getting healed and set free and la, la, la. But that takes, it takes a level of confidence that's built, but again, it's built on, but Jesus sent us, like he told us to go. Yeah. So it actually isn't, again, it isn't confidence just in myself. Like we look at ourselves and we think, well, bah, what am I going to bring? But it's not confidence in, in, in really just in ourselves. Can't be. But it, it is confidence in me knowing he knit us together. And there's something in scripture that says that he delights in us and he wove us together. So no matter what has been spoken over us and what has, we have absorbed and we've suffered, it is the strategy of the enemy to to just hold us back and to yeah. undermine and to to rob, really rob from God, really yeah, rob from the world. I love what you just said though about the uniqueness. Like I think you said that. That's how I heard it anyway. <laughs> That's what you thought in your own head. <laughs> but we we you know we we can't we don't. It's not a cookie cutter thing. This following God and being ourselves. There's something unique about me that's different from the unique view. We see it in our yeah. team all the time. Different people have these different giftings and they can, they, they bless people in a different way mm. and they, they give in a different way and all, and it's this beautiful tapestry 
but that's the uniqueness of the of the me part. God made me me, and I should be confident in the fact that He chose me to be me. And you should be free to be you. Yes, we should mm. be free to be us, and then and then go out and do the things that God's asked us to do. And there, there's a rightfulness in that, but it's but it's one on top of the other. It's the it, it's the confidence in who you made me to be, and that you've asked me to go, and you've anointed me for the thing that you've called me to do. But that's uh, on top of and 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 and, and. you're with me. Yes. I'm not doing any of this on my own. Exactly. Your unfailing love surrounds me. Yep. You've nipped me in behind and in front. Like I, all of this I'm doing with you. So how do we, so if you've su- suffered and your confidence has been bashed and battered and bruised and eroded, what can, what, so Lord, we just got to bring that to him, haven't we? Yeah. And maybe we've been told it. Maybe we didn't do great at school or we got terrible grades and we didn't get, you know, we didn't get very far in education. So therefore we were labelled with this thing of, well, you'll never, you can't do anything, you know, and or different things in life show us, well, you can't do that. Rejection, being left. Yeah, you maybe you're not good at public speaking or you're not good at, you know, whatever it is. But then, but then you're reminded, even in this thing, building on the block of who God is, that in 2 Corinthians 12 9 says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness Mm. right and then paul says i boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me so even then even in the things that we don't feel confident in ourselves we can still be confident in doing things (laughs) because we know that actually god will make up the difference he'll do what we can't do so i think the lord wants to heal some Even maybe as you're listening to this, he is reaching out and saying, Lord, I have lost something of confidence. Maybe I never even had it in the first place, or maybe I am having to pretend I've got this confidence. I'm relying on myself. I've become so self-reliant and it's destroying me on the inside. It's exhausting me. And, And it's because deep inside something of that truest thing of who we are and the the fact that God loves us and that he's accepted us into his family and that his cross has made it possible that we can come to him has got just a little bit lost and and maybe we there is just a reaching out to the Lord and saying Lord I, I need I think I need some healing in this area I think it's that I really do I think we can really ask the Lord to to bring healing um and maybe there are people we need to forgive that have spoken things over us. Maybe we've spoken things over ourselves. And I think that's really, really important. But as alongside that, there is the requirement for courage because to step out and start being me and sharing my views and thoughts and being confident in who God made me to be does require, it does require courage, doesn't it too? Yeah, but that's not self-generated courage because that again, that's that has to come again from those deep roots, from that deeper foundation. It does, of, but it does require a choice, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yeah. But uh, but first, maybe there needs to be that healing. Maybe it's all together. We forgive the people who ever weren't able to put that confidence in us that or they have eroded it through all sorts of different traumas and difficulties, difficulties of life. Um, and we forgive those people. But we also just say, Lord, there is that moment where we say, Lord, uh, would you come and would you heal? Yeah. This in my heart, would you heal the the pain of this and the the loss of this? So maybe we could pray like that just now at the end, and just just pray that. And maybe it's about making little steps, little steps of courage, little steps of choices, 
little steps as I go into this meeting at work. I'm not going to just be quiet and mm. I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to speak or, or I'm going to reach out and I'm going to meet those people or I'm going to go to that new group or, you know, whatever it is that where we've just shrunk back, we've got comfortable in not being confident as God heals it, as we walk forward, we have to make choices to, to trust him really. I was thinking when you were saying that about it's, it really boils down to whose voice are we listening to? That's a really big shift, isn't it? We, sometimes we get so used to hearing our own voice of criticism or self-doubt or well, you can't do that or don't say what you really think or you'll fail or whatever. Or we're used to listening to what other people have said over us or what the world says. Or, or what we think they say. Or what, yeah, what we imagine that mm. they say and think. And it, there is quite a, it's quite a big deal for us as a Christian to think, I'm not actually... I'm not defined by any of what you think or what even what I think. I'm defined by my father. Yeah, that's like, good. He's the one who defines me. I want to, and and I find myself doing this more and more recently. Lord, what do you? What are you saying? Mm. What do you think about me in this moment? What What do you? What are you saying? Because mm. I want to listen to that. Because mm-hmm. there can be a lot of other noises. I just want to read these words from this song called "Lean Back," which is a great song, and it just says this: "You've brought me here to rest." And given me space to breathe. So I'll stand still until it sinks in. And I'll lean back in the loving arms of a father. Breathe deep and know that he is good. He's a love like no other. Mm. That's really, just that rest. Yeah. Lord, what do you say? It's that Lauren Daigle song as well, isn't there? You say. It is really, yeah, that's really, that's very, very thought provoking. Mm. Lord, what do you say? And silence in really all those other voices. But Lord, what do you say? Lord, we just pray. We just we just pray, Father, that we would hear your voice. I pray for each one listening, Lord, that they would hear what you say about them. Not what they feel about themselves, not what other people have said over them or they think that other people feel about them lord what we can all that mess that can go on all how the enemy batters us but lord what do you say about each one of us and we know and we trust lord your word that says that you delight in us if we set our heart after you if we love you if we fear you you delight in us and your everlasting love surrounds us And Father, we want that to be the truest thing, that place of real anchor and roots in our lives, Lord, that we would build on that and that we would have confidence. We would have that backbone to stand up straight in the world, in all the situations that you put us, Lord, in all the things of life, all the batters and bashes of life and the the risky things of reaching out and even just getting to know people or having to go into situations at work or going for job interviews, all the things, Lord, of life and the things that you're asking us to do when you ask us to share about your truth and the fact that we love you with with people who don't know you, Lord. We need that that rightful confidence, that confidence that, that brings a security and a strength and gives us courage. So, Father, I pray that for each one, Lord, if anybody has been really bashed around in their confidence, Lord, I pray that you, as they forgive, Lord, you would bring your healing touch 
you'd restore that confidence and that you would put in each one of us deep roots of confidence in you, that we are loved and known by you, that we're your children, we're your beloved. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you for joining us again. And we will be back hopefully soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.